bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western theater. Sitting alone, singing a song under a Western moon. From Hollywood comes your all-star Western theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage, and with them as their special guest, motion picture singing cowgirl, Dale Evans. Now, the Riders of the Purple Sage. As I travel on my way, riding rocking, roping, branding cattle all day long, singing and a swinging to a cowboy song, riding, roping in the blazing sun all day, riding in the saddle all day long, to a long and lonesome cowboy song, riding through the burning desert sand, through the land and country where a man's a man, and I'll go riding, roping in the blazing sun all day. Singing, swinging, as I travel on my way. Riding, rocking, roping, branding cattle all day long. Singing and a swinging to a cowboy song. Riding, roping, in the blazing sun all day. Thank you, friends. The signs all point to the fact that we'll have a mighty fine half hour together. Dale Evans has promised to sing for us and to help us tell our story. But more than that, the presence of a pretty gal on the show always inspires Scotty, Johnny, Al, and me to do better than our best. You'll see what I mean now as we sing this favorite song of all Western fans. Al, start off Blue Prairie. Weary day and lonely night Seems to say that nothing's right Everything is feeling blue Here in my very soul I feel it too Far in the distant hills I hear a cry Then a silent hush But no reply Prairie, won't you tell me too? Why have they spread this gloomy blanket of blue over you? Oh. 
When the West was young, thousands of head of cattle roamed the open range. Cowpunchers were busy chance. They had to spend long, weary hours in the saddle, looking over the huge herds for which they were responsible. For the most part, their pay was small and the hours long, but they didn't mind. But all they asked was a congenial foreman and plenty of good food at the ranch house. Westerners today are pretty much the same. They're congenial and they like plenty of good food. And that's why Weber's bread is so popular among Southern Californians. Weber's is good bread. It's always well-mixed and well-baked. And it's always the same, always smooth, even textured, always distinctive in flavor. Yes, good Weber's bread always hits the spot. Buy Weber's bread the next time you go marketing. It's that good bread in the familiar blue gingham wrapper. You'll like it. Now, folks, I want you to meet again our favorite glamour girl of the West, Miss Dale Evans. It's good to have you back in Hollywood, Dale. Though I expect folks in other parts of the country wish you could keep right on making personal appearances. I wish I could, too, boy. You know, I had a lot of fun playing theaters, and as soon as I can, I'm going on the road again. Well, meanwhile, you will grace our program occasionally, I hope. I sure will. And here's a song you asked me to sing. It's called His Hat Cost More Than Mine. Had a girl. <laughs> Went to Nevada to have a good rest And I met a cowboy, a son of the West I fell for his charm and the way that he dressed But his hat cost more than mine His ranch had a mortgage, he told me one day The horse had a big appetite for hay He felt that the woman must always pay And his hat cost more than mine His hat was a ten-gallon step And oh my, it was pretty but they cost too much to keep him in style in the city. Oh, what a pity. Now he said we could move into town, you see, and live on my income very handsomely. He had it all planned, but it worried me, cause it had cost more than mine. <laughs> that character buys a year. His hat costs more than mine. Thank you, Dale. Thanks a lot. Now, don't go away, because there's lots more for you to do before the show's over. The Riders of the Purple Sage and a Westerner's Idea of Paradise. Cowboy's Heaven. Oh, pain and my will be there. 
Purple Sage to tell us another of their adventures in the West. This week, their story is called Heaven is a Star and features our guest, Republic Pictures' lovely leading lady, Miss Dale Evans. Poets have written verses pledging life, love, and constancy to the women of their lives. But words are only words. And when a woman tires of them, I say let her travel west. For the West is a land of action. Here, chivalry is not a honeyed phrase, a compliment. Chivalry is a thing that's done. Respect shown, comfort provided, courtesy given. Nor is it a mere whim that makes a Western man give rather than promise chivalry. No, for Western women, by their beauty and courage, have earned the consideration they receive. Thus, when those three vagabonds, the riders of the Purple Sage, received a call for help from a girl they knew, they rode all through the night, and by dawn were almost at her side. Holy boys. There she is, coming to meet us. Sure enough. Oh, look at her ride. If my gal could see Dale ride to meet me, she'd throw a jealous fit. Oh, if your gal could see, you wouldn't have a gal. Why not? Oh, don't make me answer that question, Johnny. It calls hard feelings. Howdy, boys. Hello, Dale. Hello, Dale. Howdy, Dale. Kind of giving that horse a workout, ain't you, Dale? And he's going to get more of the same, I'm afraid. What's up? I'll tell you when I get my wind back. Dale's prettier than my gal. You know what, Al? Oh, even bald Barbara is, if the truth be known. Boys, boys, there's trouble at the Circle Bar, and I think maybe you can help. Frank Tadell has gone bad and locked himself and his little girl in the house. He Gone bad? What do you mean? Loco. He's threatening to shoot anyone who comes near. The rangers have the place surrounded, but they're afraid to close in on account of the little girl. They're afraid she'll get hurt. Well, I don't know what we can do, Dale. We hardly know Tadella. I know him, though. I've helped take care of the little girl, so we're friends. Listen, I think maybe I can get into the house, but well, after I get there, well, I don't want to be alone with him. We'll sure go with you, Dale, if that'll help. Once we're inside, maybe we can talk him into being quiet long enough for the rangers to take over. Then there's always a chance we can't, and if we can't, when we get in there and, well, you know how he is and you know what might happen, local as he is... Lead the way, Dale. If you've got nerve enough to try, 
I guess we can go along with you. Captain North is in charge of the rangers here, Foy. We're old friends. Yes, I should say. Then you probably know Al Sloy and Johnny Paul, too. Sure. Hello, Al. Hello, Johnny. Dale explained what we're up against, I suppose. Yeah, most of it. Well, the situation hasn't changed. A couple of times last night, we tried to slip a man in through the back. But the gal is too smart for that. The little girl's our problem. We don't want anything to happen to her. Well, I reckon we'd better see what we can do. Try our luck. Well, I'd keep out in the open if I were you. He might get an idea that you're not trying to put anything over. Well, he's always trusted me. I'll take the lead. Al, Johnny, we're starting. We're with you. He's there at the front window. Call to him when we get near enough. Yeah, I will. Don't get too far ahead, Dale. I want him to see me first. We'll have a better chance that way. Well, how come the guy has to go back? Nobody's sure. We think his wife's death has been preying on his mind. Hasn't had anyone to help look after Judy. I'd drop in every day. I'd try to... Boy, he has a rifle in his hand. Easy, then. Mr. Tagella? Hold it, Johnny. Al? Yeah, sure. Mr. Tagella? He's raising his rifle. No talk. Don't move. You know me, don't you, Mr. Tagella? What do you want? Just to see Judy. Why are those men with you? They're friends of mine. Better go back. You better go back right now. Mr. Tagella, I've told Judy stories about one of these men. I promised I'd bring him over to see her. Well, there's a little girl out on the porch. Hello, Judy. I brought Foy Willing with me. Ask Bring your dad... the one man you told her about, not the other. I won't have him. Good work. Tell him to throw down his gun. He has to promise not to try to take me in. I'll hold you responsible if he don't keep his word. Put your hands in the air until I see whether you have any more guns. There ain't any more. Dale, what's the matter with everybody? Things will soon be all right now, Judy. Come in. All the way. Close the door. Thanks. You better remember your promise not to try to take me in. If you make even one move, that looks I'll like... I'll keep it. my word, Mr. Tugela. I'm holding Dale responsible. This is a surefire gun. Just a minute, dear. You can put that gun away. We're here to help you and Judy. We're not going to... I let you come with Dale because we need water. Judy and I have drunk up all the water we had, and I'm going to make you go to the well and get some more. Why, you could have gotten it yourself. You still can. Uh, that's what you and the rangers are waiting for. If I go outside, you'll run off with Judy, and the rangers will shoot me. You're mistaken. Go on, get the water. You don't. This is a surefire gun. Daddy, why are you so mean? You better go for it. All right. I'll see what I can do for Judy while you're gone. Put the gun down, Mr. Tagella. Don't point it at me. <laughs> He's afraid, Angel. Mr. Tagella, we're not here to hurt you. Neither are the rangers. If they were, they'd have closed in long ago. Please put that gun down. Boy's our friend. Nobody's my friend. They're all trying to get Judy. Put evil spirits in her, but I won't let him. I won't let anybody, not even you. Boy's coming back with the water. I won't let even you put evil spirits into Judy. Remember that. Have I ever tried to harm Judy, Mr. Tagella? He says things like that all the time now, Dale. Come in. Here's the water. You first, Judy. And then me. Drink all you want. We've got lots of water now. All right, Daddy. And when this is gone, he'll get more, won't you? Put the gun down. I'll... Because you and I will stay here, Judy, where people can't get in to fill you with evil spirits. Watch him, boy, the gun. And we're going to keep Dale and this man here, too. They can get things for us, water and Put food. Put that gun down. And if they don't stay, we'll use the gun on them. It's sure fire. Put it together. Like this, see? <laughs> 
It's sure fire. The little girl's hit. Put that gun down. You've hit your little girl. You better stand by. Oh, I see if you can get to Judy. Mr. Together, look here. Come over this way. You've shot Judy. Let's boy see if he can help her. You don't want her to die, do you? We'll have to go for a doctor, Dale. But how? I don't know, but we'll have to. There's nothing more we can do for the little girl. She's in a bad way. He won't let us leave. I'll stay with him. You ride for town. Well, it might be better if you went. Judy will be less afraid if I'm here. She knows me. You can't stay here alone. I have to. He's suspicious of you. I've been here so often, it'll seem more Nobody's nice. leaving. Oh, I have to go, Mr. Tagella. He's got to get a doctor for Judy. She's awfully sick. Nobody's leaving. Try and get out, boy. I'll find some way of fixing things so you can bring the doctor in when you come back. Nobody's leaving, I said. We can go in and see Judy now, Mr. Tagella. It was his fault Judy's hurt. She's awfully sick. She'll want you to sign it. See? There she is. Come on, please. Sick. Put down the gun, Mr. Tagella. Don't frighten her. I need the gun. Are you feeling any better, Judy? Not much. Here's your daddy. I see you. I knew you'd want us here beside you until you felt better. She's sick. Sit there, Mr. Chidella. Dale, will you tell me a story? An old one, or shall I tell you one you've never heard before? An old one. The one about the Indian girl and her sweetheart. All right, children. Once upon a time, there was an Indian girl, the most beautiful girl of all the tribe. She fell in love with the chief's son. He was very handsome and very brave, but their tribe was poor. What was worse, the tribe was at war with a neighboring tribe over a totem pole the neighboring tribe had stolen from them. The chief's son had to lead the braves, and the Indian girl was so proud of him. One night before a big battle, he walked with the girl down by the river. He pointed up to the biggest star in the sky and told her that if anything should happen to him, their love would not die. He said he'd wait on the star for her. Indians, you know, Judy, believe that heaven was on a star. Maybe heaven is. Well, he said he'd wait on the star and watch over her so that she could come to him. All this was just in case anything happened to him. No, Mr. Tagella, sit down. You did it. You brought the evil spirit that made Judy sick. Stop it. Go back. The evil spirit will kill her. That'll be your fault. Judy needs to sleep. You'll awaken her. You think I don't know how to get rid of evil spirits? But I do. There's only one way to get rid of the person who brought it. Judy's worse. We must. I'm going to get rid of you. No, You'll please. get better then. You let the man go. No, no. You're no good. I have to get rid of you. Stop this it. This way. I... No. This way. I'm going to get. Judy calls. Yeah. I'll see what she wants. Judy calls. She wants us, Mr. Tijana. We'd better see what's the matter. Come on. What is it, Judy? Is heaven really on a star? I don't know, Judy. It might be. I hope it is. As long as you're awake, we'll sit here with you. Your daddy and I. Now, we'll all be very quiet so you can go back to sleep if you can. You'll feel lots better when you wake up. It's all right. He's reconciled to the fact that you and Foy are here. He intends keeping us all prisoners. Well, I'm afraid nothing can be done for the little girl. 
She's asking for you. I think you'd better go in right away. And when the braves of the tribe came back from the battle, they told her that the chief's son had been killed. Hurry, Dale. Please hurry. I want to hear the last part. Yes, Judy. Her heart was breaking, but she tried not to show it till the tribe had been defeated. And it was winter. Her people were without food. That night, she walked outside the teepee, looked up at the brightest star. She thought she saw her sweetheart, the chief, down there. And he seemed to be pointing out what she should do. She left the village and made her way to the enemy camp. There, she slipped into the chief's teepee and stole a totem over which the war had been fought. The totem that would bring prosperity to them again. She got safely to the edge of the camp... Then the dogs barked, awakened the tribe. The braves ran after her, shooting with their bows and arrows, but she reached her own village and gave the totem to her chief. Only then did she notice the arrows that pierced her flesh. She looked up at the star. This time her sweetheart beckoned to her. She went up to him, and Judy, if you look close at the star, even today you'll see them both there. But that brightest star is their heaven. They'll live there happily forever. Dale, you needn't tell any more. She's gone. I know. But I just wanted to finish. You know, the last part, well, that was the part she loved so well. I thought maybe she could hear it, even if she was gone. The rangers have gotten to the house. They've taken Mr. Tegella. I hope she could hear it, boy. Though it doesn't matter, I guess, because she's seeing it herself now. Always. The old-time cowpuncher was a pretty independent critter. He had little use for a man who couldn't handle a horse, rope a steer, or throw a six-gun. Plenty of eastern dudes came to the west, and most of them had little in common with the western cowboys. However, one thing they did share in common was their love of good food. And because the west has always been noted for good food, the easterners soon came to enjoy the plain bill of fare of the cow camps. Modern westerners today are pretty much the same, at least in their enjoyment of plenty of good food. And that's one reason why Weber's bread is so popular among Southern Californians. Weber's bread, you know, has a distinctive flavor all its own. And because of its just-right moisture content, it has a long-lasting freshness that keeps it delicious to the very last slice. Next time you visit your neighborhood market, buy a loaf of Weber's bread. The good bread in the familiar blue gingham wrapper. Now we come to that part of the program when the riders of the Purple Sage sing a song you've chosen as one which typifies the glory and traditions of the West. This week, it's to be When the White Roses Bloom in Red River Valley, and Dale Evans joins the boys in bringing it to you. Rainbow Ranch for 
or two. about it for this time, friends. But before we go, I want to thank Dale Evans for being with us and extend an invitation for her to come again any week at all and just as often as she can make it. Thank you, Foy. The welcome mat is always out for you, Dale. The actors who did such a good job in helping us tell our story today were Don Bender, Byron Kane, and Stan Waxman. We'll be back again next week, folks, and hope you'll be with us. This is Foy Willing speaking for Al Sloy, Johnny Paul, Scotty Harrell, the Riders of the Purple Sage saying so long, and good luck to all of you. Drifting along, singing a song under a western From Hollywood, you've heard the All-Star Western Theater. A V.M. Bear production starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Day 11 soon may be seen in The Trespasser. The script was by Ray Wilson. Direction by Tom Hargis. This is Terry O'Sullivan speaking.
All-Star Western Theater came to you from Columbia Square. This is KNX in Los Angeles.